Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Three and a half minutes into the third, Minnesota leading Winnipeg 3-2 in the National Hockey League. Also, we got Chicago and Detroit tied 2-2 early in the third. Anaheim at Vancouver starting in a little over half an hour. Briar tonight. It is Manitoba. Skipped by Dunstone, leading Alberta, skipped by Cooey, 8-5 after 8. Both those rinks undefeated, 6-0 coming uh, into that game. So Cooey a little bit uh, on the ropes there, but he does have the hammer going to the ninth. Oilers tomorrow in Boston should have Evander Kane back in the lineup. He practiced today on a line with McDavid and Hyman. 4 o'clock for the face-off show game at 5.30. 6.30, Chad, the play-by-play voice of both your Edmonton Oilers and your Edmonton Elks. And I am pleased to welcome to the show the Elks Director of Football Operations, Alicia Toraville. Alicia, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you? I am doing very well. Thank you very much for uh, for checking in tonight. This is the first opportunity we have had to talk, and I'm, I'm happy to be able to speak with you. Um, I, I want to, if you can take me back, uh, how, what, in whatever capacity it was or you think is relevant, your, your first experience in whatever way of being involved in football. Oh, my first experience. Well, I've been a CFL fan for for quite some time, actually. Um, so I've I've always cheered for the CFL. I've watched every game almost every weekend for the last ten, well, thirteen years maybe. So I've always been a CFL fan. Um, and then I actually started playing, and so played tackle football and and fell in love with that, and and then created a girls' league in Calgary, actually so that we could start getting younger females into tackle football. So just trying to spread my love of the game with others. Where did you grow up? Uh, Rocky Mountain House. Oh, Rocky Mountain House. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I, I briefly lived in Alder Flats when I was a kid. I don't know if you know where that is. I think it's just <laughs> north of Rocky, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, Rocky Mountain House is a little bigger than Alder Flats. I can assure you of that. Okay. Yes, so. it definitely is. Alder Flats is definitely smaller. Okay. So t- tell tell us how you got going here with the Elks here. What's uh, what's the story with how you joined the Double E? Well, it's actually pretty perfect because it's. Uh, I joined. I applied for a women in football internship. So International Women's Day kind of rounds that out. But I applied for an internship. Uh, the CFL started it just last year, last spring so that a woman would join each of the CFL teams for training camp. And so uh, Dero Simon and Chris Jones decided to pick me, and uh, I got to spend all of training camp with the double E and fell in love with the team and, and the city and uh, <laughs> I basically told them I'm not leaving. Find something for me. So. Okay, so there you are. So in your role as director of football operations, um, I... It, my experience covering sports is 
a title like that could mean different things depending on the organization. So what is a, a, a day in the life for you with the Elks or, or some of the responsibilities you handle? Um, off-season right now is a little bit different, um, but generally handling contracts. Um, so when you get to, when you hear that we've signed a new player, I've handled their contract, um, got them to sign it, registered it with the CFL. So that's, that's probably my favorite part of the job. I do all of their travel. Um, so all the coaches right now, and, and Chris Jones is known to have quite the, the off-season travel schedule. So I've been uh, dealing a lot with Chris and his, his travels around the States and uh, all of his camps. So I've been working with the director of U.S. Scouting as well on his camps that will be happening more in April, their tryout camps. So I get to do a little bit of that. And then I've been working with sponsorship, actually, to kind of round out our team and uh, figure out our hotels and our charters and everything else for for the season and, and just preparing, making the double E as successful in, in the background, I guess, so that they can be successful on the field. Yeah, uh, well, you're doing some very important stuff. I, I, I don't, I, I've known a lot of people over the years who have had to handle travel with whatever sports team, whether it's a bus in junior hockey or flights in the CFL or the NHL. Uh, it's a bit of a thankless job, so good, for, good for you for doing it. Because to me, it just seems like it's all problem solving, right? Or, or it, it's very much uh, on your toes, problem solving job for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, awesome, and, and I can hear in your voice how much you're you're enjoying it. Uh, I mean, is it? Are you sort of? Uh, I know you're working hard every day, but is it is it a bit of a dream come true? It, it definitely is. Like I say, this internship was all about trying to give women um, the opportunities. Football is, is very male-dominant, as we all know, and so it, it can be hard to make the connections that you, you need to. And, and so it is definitely a dream come true, and uh, I'm really excited to get this season on the road and get all the guys back up to Edmonton and uh, really get, be part of this uh, turnaround for sure. You mentioned football is is male dominated. Um, so when you tell somebody, you know, I, I work for the Elks. I mean, maybe it's not fair, but do you get funny looks, or do you get like, oh, seriously, like, what do you, what do you do? Like, are you the the doctor? Like, you know what I mean? When you say you're in football ops, maybe that surprises people. What kind of reactions do you get? Um, yeah, I usually get the, well, what does that mean? I don't think a lot of people know what football ops is necessarily. Um, I, honestly, to be quite frank, a lo- I think a lot of people more just are interested to see how it is working for Chris Jones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like a lot of people are like, oh, that sounds like such a cool job, but how is it really? So that's usually the first question okay well i i mean i i still think you are kind of uh, i don't know if breaking barriers is the right word i don't want to use a cliche that's maybe meaningless but um you know i think I, i'm just wondering how you, what you see your impact is going to be and, and look you mentioned pro sports is is male dominated at, at the highest levels as, as you've mentioned you've gotten leagues going for 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 women and girls and got got them involved in the sport you know cfl and nfl um it's probably always going to be a lot of men because the, the the men who play go on to coach though we have seen some uh women involved in officiating and on coaching staffs and stuff like that like where where can it go you know like is it is it hopeful like, are you hopeful that young women can say, I want to work for a team in some capacity when I get older? 
Yeah, I think, um, like, I always flirted with the idea of working for a sports team. It was always something that it was, it was like, oh, wow, wouldn't that be cool? But I don't think we see it as, as women. We don't see that opportunity as being an opportunity. And so there are, there are tough days in this job, as there are in every job. Um, and so it's either my husband or the girls in the female league that really – it's like, no, I'm doing this for a reason. There, there is a bigger purpose behind all of this. And I, I really want to show younger generations that, hey, this can happen and there is a spot for you. And if you want to work in professional sports, you can. Like, go and get it and let's do this. So I'm hoping that um, there's a little bit of inspiration there and, and, and girls can see that there is a path there and that they can take it. Yeah, well said. I, I'm curious, and, and I know I know I've had, I have done segments in the past. And I'm sorry, Alicia, my I can't remember every segment I do with complete clarity. But I know I have done segments on the. Uh, what was the was it was it just the Alberta Female Women's Football League? What was it called? Uh, for which one? For the adults. Are, for the adults. Several. Yeah. So there's um like the WWCFL, which so there's an Edmonton team. Um, and they play, that's Alberta and Saskatchewan. So there is a women's league. And then um, the U18 girls, actually, like that just started this last year, too, is that there's a U18 national tournament as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it, the sport is definitely growing, and there's definitely a lot of girls and women looking to try and get, find and make their mark in football. I'm wondering... For the 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 youth football, regardless of the age, mm-hmm. and this I, I don't even know if this is a gender specific question because I think it's happening with boys football as well, and you probably hear it. Well, I don't want my kid to play football because concussions, because broken legs. Was, mm-hmm. was that an obstacle in in getting some of your youth football started for girls? Yeah, for sure. I definitely have heard, well, I just want my daughter to play flag. I don't want her playing tackle. Um, there's definitely always a risk factor. I will say that I, I have played tackle and then I, and I never got injured. Um, like no injuries at all other than like sore muscles. But, um, and then I played two games of flag and ended up more injured. I like sprang my fingers and rolled my ankle way more <laughs> in flag than I ever did in tackle. So um, definitely concussions are always are always going to be an issue or an obstacle for parents to come to get over. Um, and, and it is a serious business. I think that we've done a really good job of working out safety measures to help prevent concussions and help treat concussions if they do happen. But I do, I do understand the the parent side of it as well. I have two kids, and it would definitely be something that I was watching for. Yeah, so. no, I was just curious because I, I mean I do hear about that, and and, and with and not just football, hockey, some of the other impact sports and costs involved and all that kind of stuff. Okay, um, sure. hey Alicia, this is great to meet you over the phone and get to know you a little bit. Thanks for telling your story because I, it is an important one, and I can tell how much energy and you, and passion you have for your uh, for your job with the Elks. Was it is like you must have was it kind of a, a little bit of a busy spurt over free agency, and now you're in a lull, or how has the off season been? 
Uh, yeah, free agency was definitely uh, a week a week of craziness for sure. Uh, we have s- slowed down a little bit in terms of contracts and signing players. Um, but it's been busier more just, again, getting everything set up in Edmonton to make sure that our teams are ready. And I do a lot all the immigration as well. So that's been kind of at the forefront of, of everything I've been doing in the last little bit is getting everyone ready because all, all the American players need work permits and just arranging all of their travel up for training camp. Oh, I bet. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. uh, that that is a lot of uh, I's to dot and, and T's to cross. So <laughs> good for you for <laughs> sticking with all that stuff. Hey, I uh, hope I get to meet you in person during the season here. Thanks for telling your story here on International Women's Day. Alicia, take care. All the best. Thank you for having me. Bye. That is Alicia Torville, the Director of Football Operations for your Edmonton Elks. Uh, I can also tell you the Pandas basketball team at Nationals in Cape Breton, they made some U of A history this past weekend. Head coach Scott Edwards coming up. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. So the Oilers play in Boston tomorrow, 4 o'clock face-off show game at 5.30 here on 6.30, Ched. 11 a.m. Mountain Time, 2 p.m. out in Cape Breton, the quarterfinal of the U Sports Women's National Basketball Tournament. The Alberta Pandas going in as the number two seed. So they're going to be playing Acadia at uh, 11 a.m. Mountain Time. The uh, Pandas going in on a roll, and they are coached by Scott Edwards. Scott, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great today, Reed. Thanks. I was very happy to see the Pandas win the Canada West Basketball Championship on the weekend. I was a little surprised that it was the first conference title in Panda's history. Is that accurate? Yeah, I've had a lot of those emails and messages read that uh, they're excited for us, but also surprised it was the first. But, um, you know, our alumni and I think everyone around Panda's basketball was well aware, believe me. <laughs> but outsiders just kind of looking from afar, seeing that, uh, yeah, it was a bit shocking because we, we've had some success, but not quite gotten over the hump. Well, yeah, because there's a national title, national tournament appearances, national final appearances, and and I know more than just the champion gets in, but I was just surprised going back all the way. Uh, Tell me about the process of of getting there, because you guys had to win, uh, what, the last two games on the road, or how did it shake down? Yeah, we did. We had a quarterfinal matchup with uh, Fraser Valley University at home. That was nice. Our first playoff game at home in a few years. Had to win that one to move on. Then we had to go to Saskatchewan uh, and play the Huskies. That was the semifinal, and that was the game that if we lost, the season was over, win it, and you move on to Nationals. And then we had to go down to Calgary the weekend afterwards to play the conference championship game. Okay, so Canada West was assured two teams. Yeah, that's and then, right. And then it depended on the quality of the third-place team to see whether or not they, they got in as well. Is that how it went? or? Uh, it could have, yeah. This okay. year, unfortunately, Canada West didn't get the re- the wild card. But in most years, it's yeah, it's usually that third team can potentially get the wild card. Okay, so I I know I referenced this a lot 
but as I've kept referencing it over the years, I've thought to myself, maybe I should stop saying this because it's been uh, 10 to 15 years since I was doing your play-by-play. But I do yeah. remember probably, I want to say 08 or 09, there was one weekend where six of the top 10 teams in the country were out of Canada West. Now yeah. that was a little unusual, but it wasn't unusual for me to, for there to be three often four Canada West teams in the top 10. So does it, does it remain that deep a conference? This year was, I think the last few years we've, we haven't been at that kind of level where we've had, you know, f- between four and six really quality teams, but this season for sure in Canada West, there was there was at least six teams that had been ranked at some point in the year, um, not necessarily all at once, but we've we had six of them in the rankings, and so very very deep roster of teams this year. It was a it was a very big grind to get out of the conference. Okay, well you've you've done that, uh, and now you're at the national tournament, and this team. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think you're only graduating one player, so there's still a yeah. bit of an upward trajectory here for this group. Yeah, we've been talking about how excited we are for the future of the team and hosting nationals last next year that the majority will be back. We lose Emma Carey. She's obviously an exceptional player and one of the all-time great pandas. And we lose Neve Murray too, but she's unfortunately not been able to play this year with a knee injury. So uh, just one current player that will dress tomorrow that is going to be off the roster next year. So future's bright as well, I think. Yeah. Uh, and how does hosting nationals, has, has that changed recruiting or anything like you or any any thoughts for next year that you have to put into it? Uh, I think it's changed sort of the outlook of how we'll manage the year that we'll, you know, our, our coaching staff will start talking more about uh, probably two or three weeks from now. But it really didn't change recruiting too much. We'd been talking to athletes that we liked and, and it, we didn't really see a lot of athletes all of a sudden jump out of the woodwork and call us because they wanted to play at the tournament. Um, but it, it, it certainly raised the level of excitement about the ones who did sign. Okay. So going up against Acadia tomorrow, and this is, and I know you just told me you had to play single elimination games to get there. So Mm -hmm. your team's been through that, but being on the national stage in this tournament, all the other elite teams, um, like, does it, does it feel different? Can you say, okay, treat it like any other game or, or is, or do you have to recognize, okay, this is going to feel different when you get out there, but you got to keep it under control. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I think that's really true. I, my experience of having been at the tournament, you have to acknowledge that it's different. You're, like the, the way you come into the gym is different. There's people checking accreditation. There's always someone wandering around and seeing if you need anything, and that's not normal at a conference game or even in the playoffs. So there's a lot of little things that go on around it um, that remind you that you're at a special event and to kind of you know, to, to admit to yourself that that's happening and that those feelings are there that is really critical for the athletes to get over that as early as possible. And, and um, you know, just use those nerves to feel their energy early in the game and, and just kind of relax in as early as they can. Uh, how many years is this for you as the coach? 17. If you've been counting. And your first, was it your very first year you went to the national championship game? Yeah, that's right. First yeah. year, 2007. Yeah. And how many appearances in the national tournament? There have been several. Uh, it's our eighth time. Eighth time. So, okay. Well, Scott, I, I, you do such a great job there, and I always love the chances that uh, that we get to catch up. But congratulations on the Canada West title, but I know you're looking ahead. Go get mm-hmm. them this weekend, man. Thanks for hopping on Inside Sports. I appreciate it, Reid. Yeah, we're excited about it, and I appreciate you uh, having me on, and I'd love to come back anytime. Excellent. Pandas basketball coach Scott Edwards. So the number two seed at the final eight, they play Acadia 11 a.m. Mountain time tomorrow in Cape Breton. Uh, Then they will play uh, the winner of that game plays the 
winner of uh, UQAM against Queens. Anyway, Scott Edwards, a uh, great job coaching the Pandas. Uh, awesome, they got the Canada West title. Now they're going for the big one. Four minutes left in the third. Minnesota leading Winnipeg 3-2. Also 3-3. Chicago and Detroit, five minutes left. Ducks and Canucks starts in about 15 minutes. Curling, first loss for Cooey at the Briar. He's now 6-1, 9-5. Manitoba skipped by Dunstone, takes it tonight. So Dunstone goes to 7-0. I'll talk to you at 4 o'clock for the face-off show. Oilers and Bruins, that game will start at 5.30 on Chet. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. Thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer this evening. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening.